got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. This is your morning show where we go live five days a week, except for when yesterday was Memorial Day, bringing you the latest Bitcoin and cryptocurrency on-chain technical and fundamental analysis. Today, we're going to be talking about the rally that we have witnessed over the weekend. As you guys are well aware by now, Bitcoin rallied a good bit up to $31,500 over the weekend. Cardano rallied from the mid-40s to almost 70 cents just last night. It's currently up 20 percent over the last 24 hours there's been a big rally but the question is should we be super excited about this rally or should we be treating it with a tad bit more trepidation well that's what we're going to be discussing in today's video in today's stream should we be jumping into this is this the beginning of a new bull market or maybe should we hold off a little bit are we really sure that this is the beginning of a rally i'm not so sure in fact i think everybody at our team would say more of no this is a good thing we're glad that we've had a rally on bitcoin but we need to maybe wait and let the market prove itself a little bit we're going to be talking about whether or not this rally is the beginning of something bigger or if it is a bull trap as you saw in the title it very well may be just that a trap and we certainly don't want you guys to fall in a hole so that's what we're going to be talking about on today show. I am joined, as always, by T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? Good weekend. Good weekend. Saw two great movies. Ooh. Neither one did I have a Smay companion, though. Oh. Uh, Top yeah. Gun and Bob's Burgers. A very, very different films. I really want to go see Top Gun. I haven't <laughs> Both quality, though. Both Wasn't I will give the edge to Top Gun, though. Wasn't that supposed to come out, like, 15 years ago? No, dude, it was good. Yeah. It was a good movie. Finally came out? Okay. It's out, and it's good. There you go. Well, good deal. Well, we're also joined, as always, by Smay. How you doing, Smay? I am doing absolutely, positively the best I could possibly be doing, hmm. uh, except for one thing, actually. So uh, here's the thing, guys. Uh, yeah, I basically spent my entire weekend driving uh, in a car. That is not the funnest thing. But I went to drop off my dog to West Virginia, whatever. You guys probably know the story. I don't know. Maybe not. But I, say, I don't think you've I don't know that story. Here's the good thing, though. Here's the good thing, though, guys. The Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. Ooh. Oh, baby. And I'll tell you what. I like what I said, except for one thing. The one thing that make me even happier than I am now would be if they won the NBA Finals. So uh, I think that's on. That's coming. It's on the way. Thursday night. Don't miss it. Uh, but anyways, back to you, Jeb. Did you sing uh, when you were going to West Virginia? Did you sing your anthem? Oh, West just so you know, just so you know, every single time when you get out of the tunnel, right? Yeah. yeah. Every time you get out of the tunnel, I time it to where the it says almost at, at like so right. So you know the speed. Almost right, yeah. So right as the sign appears into your view, it goes West Virginia. West Virginia right when the sign nice. appears in the view. I do it every single time. That's a skill set right Every there. single time. Because I, I know it and I love it and it's the most beautiful. Like, literally, I did a new song this time it was a um it was an acapella version and it was oh i almost like shed a tear it was so Aww, beautiful i bet, I bet, See, I, bet my, I, I have a rule like that if, if you're my crossing the florida georgia line then you have to play florida georgia line if you're in my car well, it's probably like, not as cool. Well, I feel like it's less of a moment because like you get hit yeah. with a waft of stink as soon as you get in the door. Like, oh, and a cloud oh. of mosquitoes. <laughs> oh gosh, is Savannah around here? You're like, oh, we we crossed the St. Mary's. Oh, oh god. Oh, <laughs> I smell Luke Bryan. He's around here somewhere. All oh right. my goodness, Whoa. we're way off. <laughs> Why do you have to throw Luke into this? Luke because he's from Georgia. Wrong. He's Dang. from South Georgia. Oh. Anywho, guys, I like Luke Bryan. Never met the guy, but I like his music. 
Anywho, we got a lot to talk about today. By the way, how about that Club D5? We've got 170 of those 200 seats filled. You got 30 seats left and you got about 14 hours to fill them. So make sure you check out clubd5.com. Everybody who did join, make sure to tell us. Drop a uh, drop a one in chat. Hashtag Club D5. Also, guys, we are going to go ahead and throw it right back to Smay, actually, for those green names. Let's go ahead okay. and green names. Ooh. Okay, shaking it up a little bit. Shaking it up uh, a little bit. Guys, I want to read some green names. Green like the Celtics, you already know. Uh, Ricardo Vinegas, Mike Markle, Ricardo Vinegas. Us again, Matt C, Colin McDonald, uh, Adam Rourke, Tristan Williams, Groovy, uh, Mitch Saw, Shaw, Grand Roofing Incorporated, Alien, Alien, Alien. Crypto Alchemist, uh, and Dennis Pizarca, and all kinds of other more people that I love, Adam Rourke, uh, Cyberfix Online, SEO, Houston, Texas. I love all of you guys. Uh, back to you, Jeb. Well, boom sauce. Guys, we're going to go ahead and give a word from our sponsor, Link2, and then we're going to jump straight into all of our TA. A word from them. We'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Link2. That's L-I-N-Q-T-O-Link2.com. They offer access to the average investor for the world's top unicorn companies, a.k.a. private companies with greater than a $1 billion valuation. Traditionally, only 2% of the world's accredited investors have had access to these private markets, and elite investors make an average investment of $7.5 million. But Link2 is democratizing this private investment by offering private shares of companies like Ripple and Uphold, Dapper Labs, BitPay, and BlockFi for a minimum as low as $10,000. Giving pending recessions, inflation, and volatility of public equities markets, more investors are exploring private markets. While we can't promise that every Link2 listing will go public, the company has a fantastic track record, including exits like Coinbase, Robinhood, SoFi, Marketa, Innovium, and soon they'll also be doing it with NerdWallet. They are compliant in over 100 countries globally and have over $120 million in investments on the platform, go to link2.com to automate the SEC's process to become an accredited investor today and access those pre-IPO investments, the proprietary research, and check out the prices of shares of Ripple Labs before the SEC lawsuit settles. If you guys are not able or not familiar with the process of investing in private companies, you should do so with Link2 because 90% of the gains that a company is ever going to make in market capitalization happen before it go public. So if you want to make some money in the private sector, in the private companies area, then you're going to have to do it with Link2. Check them out. Links in the description. Let's go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap, though. We can see right now Bitcoin trading at $31,398, up 3% over the last 24 hours, 8% over the last seven days. Ethereum trading sideways on the week, but up 3% over the last 24 hours. Then we have the big one, the big kahuna right here. We got Cardano moving 15.8% in the last 24 hours, 23.62% in the last seven days. I want to show you the chart real quick. This is, by the way, Lux Algo called this bottom. I'm talking about perfect. We're going to talk about that in a second. Make sure to check them out. Uh, Cardano, however, if we look at it, you can see over just the last several days, it rallied from a recent local low of 45 cents all the way to a recent local high in two days of 69 cents, a 50% movement in two days. This right here just goes to show you how powerful the ADA gang is and how enthusiastic they are. When a big rally does kick off in Bitcoin and crypto, you can bet your bottom Satoshi you thought I was going to say Bitcoin. You can bet your bottom Satoshi that Bitcoin and Cardano were going to move, but Cardano is going to outpace Bitcoin. Because over that same time period, Cardano moved 50%. Bitcoin moved 12%. You think Bitcoin moved a lot? Well, it did. Cardano outpaced it significantly. So definitely keep that in your back pocket. We also see, however, that Solana did not take advantage of this movement. And that's really telling. We made a video a few days ago about Solana and about the challenges that it is facing. So be on the lookout for Solana. Potential, potential, 
potentially not being able to keep up with Cardano during this new bull market due to centralization concerns. Polkadot up 4% over the last seven days. Tron moving sideways, uh, Avalanche down, but it does definitely seem that Cardano and Bitcoin have had a really, really solid seven-day period, and we're very excited about that. I also want to show you market capitalization. In fact, I'm going to show you over on the chart Let's go to total. I'm actually going to do it over here. Let's go to total one. That is going to show us uh, the cryptocurrency total market capitalization charts. You can see that over the last couple of days, those markets have moved to the upside 13%, looking like about, what would that be? About $150 billion, $150 billion in new market cap flowing in in just the last several days. You can also see that there is a bottom on the total market cap chart, but also on Bitcoin right here. I'll come back to Lux Algo in a little bit. Got some things to show you there. On Bitcoin's price action chart shows up between $28,000 and $30,000. Over on total market capitalization chart shows up at around $1.15 trillion. The point is, right now we're having a bounce off of that support on the total market cap charts and also on this chart here on the uh, daily chart for Bitcoin. And that's kind of one of our big questions. That's one of our big themes for today. What is this bounce? Is this a bull trap? We, well, we're going to talk about what we think it is a little bit later, but is is this actually the movement that Tim and I talked about that would send Bitcoin up to thirty-seven dollars to $38,000? Why is it happening so soon? We didn't talk about it happening this soon. Is this the beginning of a new bull market? Are you super excited about this rally? Well, we got to break all of that down. But Tim, I want to let you kind of kick off the technical analysis here. Were we expecting this rally to the upside starting right now? So were we expecting this, up, this uptick? Yes, we were. I mean, I was. Yeah, uh, me too. The issue was this That's went right. way quicker than I thought it would go. I, I did not think we were in the in a span of 48 hours going to cover uh, not only coming from the bottom of this level of support and and going to it. You know, that in and of itself was pretty impressive. Breaking through it with some confidence uh, was also like I again. It, normally, the market, you know, it moves slower than you think. We see that a lot of times with our Friday predictions. And by the way. Guess what? I I was late on this one because I predicted 31.5 uh, here last week. Uh, usually it goes a little slower. The fact that we got this high this quickly after dipping um, is a little bit like, okay, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, good for it. You know, good for Bitcoin. I do think we're going to have a cooling off period. I do think that was a little fast. I do think that we got a little overextended. If I'm on the charts, because you're on my chart, we got overextended, maybe not on the daily chart. Daily chart, we'll, we're going to back off that one. But we're going to come down to the four hourly chart. We got overextended on almost everything at that point. So it needs a cool off. You guys see here, we got all the way up to 83 on the four hourly chart. If I went down to the hourly chart, we got all the way up to 83 as well. Then you go down to 30. You know, when you're when you're doing some day trading, 87 on 30 minute, 15 minute, we got all the way up to 86. So we, we got a little a little overextended. What's funny is we hit 86 over here on the 15 minute chart when we were nowhere close to what we actually ended up peaking at. That's what was really crazy. If you guys were following the charts this weekend, if you were doing some trading, you you probably got shook a little bit. Uh, and that's what happens is when you start getting shook by these lower levels and you start can, you know, we showed you guys over the last couple of weeks why we were going to rally up to 37, but the price started going down. And I think a lot of people flooded out and a lot of people were like, okay, you know, even myself, I was like, am I, am I wrong about this? Are we going to go down first? Are we going to go down to 25? It didn't make sense to me. And sure enough, we're rallying back up. We're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later, what my thoughts are about that, because I do think there's a good reason why we're doing this. Uh, but overall, overall, I know that was a whole lot there. The chart is moving upwards and what you 
you need to be preparing yourself for is what you do next. Because I think there's going to be a lot of people who are in disbelief and don't want to accept this. They're just going to sit tight and do nothing, which isn't a bad play. But there's going to be some people that FOMO into the market thinking this bull, this bear market is over. And I, I want to caution you guys. We'll talk more details. I want to caution you about thinking that the bottom is already in. There's still a lot of reasons to believe that this is just a short relief before another dip. So every good court case, it starts by presenting the evidence on both sides. What I'd like to do is I'd like to present the evidence for the bulls and I'd like to present the evidence for the bears. Let's go ahead and start with the bulls because the bulls are the ones that are theoretically leading the market over the last several days. As you guys can tell, Bitcoin has rallied from 28,700 up to a local high of 32 and a half. So is it that the bulls are in charge? They are the ones that are prosecuting the bears, if you will. So they're going to go first. Let's see what the bulls would be saying. Well, the first thing the bulls might say to you is this. Down on the four-hourly chart, we now have new higher highs that are set. In fact, we even have higher highs and higher lows that are set. We have a high set here on 15 of May 2022. Then we also have highs that are set just now slightly above that. We also have higher lows. Lows set here on the 12th of May at 28,000 and lows that are set here on the 27th of May at 28,600. One of the first things that a bull will tell you is that we have higher highs, higher lows, so therefore we are in an uptrend. A bull might also tell you, well, hey, look at this. We have bullish MACD and in fact, bullish MACD had a cross 11 days ago and it is still converging bullish because we have movement to the up side. The bulls also might say, hey, look at this. Now we are pushing all the way back up to 50 on the RSI, indicating that momentum is shifting in the bulls' favor. The bulls might also tell you that down on the four-hourly chart, there's more than likely going to be a strong buy signal on Lux Algo. As you can see, a strong buy signal came in at uh, 2,000 hours on the 29th of May 2022, and then we also had a confirmation of that at 1,200 hours on the 30th of May, that being yesterday, indicating that we are strongly, if that's a word, very strong moving to the upside. We actually have confirmation thereof. Another couple of things that the bulls might point out is say, hey, Jeb, take a look at this. We have a strong support zone sitting right here at, uh, at uh, in between 28,500 and about 30,000 and change. They might say, look at this support. We came down, we tested it over and over again, and we're trying to bounce right now. The bulls might even say what we're seeing right now on the chart where we have lower highs and then similar lows, and it almost looks like a descending triangle pattern sitting on top of support. The same thing we saw back in May, June, and July of last year on a smaller time scale. That's what it looks like is what's happening here. It almost looks like we have a descending triangle pattern sitting on top of strong support, and then we broke bullish out of it as we did last year. Maybe we're doing the exact same thing right now that we were doing then. The bulls might say all of those things. One thing they might also say is that if you look at liquidations, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, I actually have the liquidation data up over here. You can see that there were $71 million worth of liquidations in the span of short liquidations, to be specific. In the span of just one hour before that, there were $43 million in just one hour. The bulls might tell you all of these things and say, yes, look, Bitcoin is starting a rally. We even saw that we had all the volume come in here, and then we didn't have much volume on this rally. So that may be something to do with the bulls, because if we look at the May uh, pullback here, the May correction, then we saw that there was a lot of uh, volume on the initial bottom, then not a lot of volume when we started a rally. All of these things might be arguments that the bulls would make that the market is moving to the upside. And they'd be right. That's the thing. They would be right. These things do indicate that we're moving to the upside. The problem is a lot of these things that I'm showing you are very short term. 
You see, when we talked about a thirty-seven dollars to $38,000 Bitcoin, we weren't talking about three days from now. We were talking about maybe three months from now. In fact, that would be extreme to the out. That would be extremely far in the future. But we were talking about three, four, maybe five weeks to the to end of the future, maybe the beginning of July. Perhaps we have a rally up here. The question now, Tim, and I want to ask you this is, is this little bounce that we're seeing right here the beginning of that rally back up to thirty-seven to 38000 And if so, are the bulls right in the argument that I just presented? Yeah, I think so. I can't, when I went out to the daily charts, so you guys can see this, and I'll take down my TD sequential again. You guys, I have this up here all the time just to kind of watch trends, and I'll take down my Bollinger Bands as well. Look at what we did back here. I want to start with just focusing on this little section right here between what were these dates? This date was the 24th of January, where we kind of had that wick come down, and then we peaked up here at this resistance here on the 30th of March. This was a very long up and to the right, but I want to show you guys this the angle that we have this. Overall, we had a lot of volatility come in here, but ultimately what we had was, if I draw a line here, we had a nice ascension to this resistance before, guess what? We kind of let loose. We had a little relief rally here that thought maybe we we're going to hold tight, but again, boom, drastic dip right there. Look at this angle though. You know, Not the saying this has to be the exact same, but when we bounced here, this is why there's also some confidence on how we're moving that we might make our way back to this level here. Look at look where we intersect right there, 37,891. That's squarely between 37 and 38. That is the prediction that not only our team has, but also JP Morgan. I would not be surprise, Jeb, to watch us as we go through the rest of the next couple of months. You know, this this rally was really quick. That's a very big green candle right there on the daily chart. We had it happen over here back on uh, the 28th of February. But look at how we have these big green candles. We rally, come back down. Throughout this whole period of time, throughout this January to March, late March, let's call it April of earlier this year, we had these rallies and we were convinced, guys, we're ready to come back. We're ready to come back. I remember sitting around this zone and and but to be fair, our team was thinking that too, because at this point we still thought we were just in a local dip of a bull market. But we were so hopeful that this was going to restart the rally, and then we kind of killed it. We came back down, and then we started a rally, and then we came back down, and then and then there was that lot of talk. As soon as we broke over forty six thousand, we're like, all right, guys, it's time. We're ready. When in retrospect, that was our second point, so we needed that point, but we realized, oh my gosh, okay, this is a level of resistance coming back down. I'm not going to be surprised, Jeb, to see a similar thing happen here, where we just had this massive rally right here. I think that we're even creating a second leg up during this rally, where potentially what we're going to see happen is come up to this region somewhere here, around 33 and a half, maybe even 34, come back down to this former resistance as support, then we're going to keep climbing up, and we're going to bounce, and eventually we're going to make our way up to this point where we not only had that $37,000, what we were talking about, where it's kind of a valuation a lot of people think that Bitcoin really should be, but we also had that resistance. And then what happens, this is the sad thing, is that a lot of people are going to get in this spot and think, all right, we're good, we're back above, we're heading back towards 40, we're good to go, when in reality, what's going to happen is this is that trap that we are talking about. We are going to shoot ourselves back down in this falling wedge, because this falling wedge isn't ready to break yet, and there's going to be some volatility in there, and all reality, it's probably going to look a little something like this, and it's going to bounce, and it's going to come down and it's going to bounce it's going down but we're going to find ourselves back down here sitting closer to around 23 22,000 I don't know exactly where on this line but I'm not going to be surprised guys to see price action happen like this so what should you be doing with this if you're a trader there's a lot of volatility here to take advantage of and we're going to talk about that here in our assessment section but for anyone who is sitting here falling for the FOMO trap of saying the bear market is over that's exactly what they want you to think do not be surprised when you see that that kind of price action happen here over a little bit. 
as we're doing a falling wedge, guys, guess what? This falling wedge will break up. It is just not time yet. Do not get fooled. Do not FOMO in. So now we've heard the prosecution. We've heard what the bear, what the bulls say. We've heard them say, hey, we're going up to thirty-seven or $38,000. The question on everyone's mind and what Tim just said he believes is going to happen is what happens if we get to $35,000, dollars $38,000? Do we continue into the bull market or is it a trap? It's a trap. That's what I say. I think it is a trap and we're going to discuss that. But before we do, we have 1,800 people so gracious as to tune into our show. We're so very thankful for that. If you're enjoying today's show, we ask you humbly to hit that like button because when you do, it helps to support our channel, helps to pump this video and this stream in the YouTube algorithm so that we can get our message out to more people. So consider hitting that like button. Let's see if we can get up to 600 likes in the next 10 minutes. I know that we have the ability to do that. Smash that like button. Thank you so very much for your gracious support in that. Let's go ahead and take a look at this because the bulls are actually right about everything that I just said. They are right about the fact that there's bullish MACD, that there's bullish RSI movement, that, that, that this bottom looks somewhat like what we saw happen in May, June, and July of 2021. They are right about the strong buy signal on Lux Algo on the four-hourly chart. Here's the thing, though. Let's take a little bit closer look at that Lux Algo. Let's just look at Lux Algo a little bit. Lux Algo down on the four-hourly chart, yes, does have a strong buy, but guess what? It actually has a take profit where we are right now. It's actually telling you, hey, take profit right where we are right now. By the way, if you guys don't know, Lux Algo has this new functionality using take profits and uh, stop losses. Make sure to go in here to TP slash SL points, turn that on, and then you will find these take profits and stop loss points, and they are phenomenal. I'm about to show you how one on the daily chart called the bottom. I'm talking about just about as perfect as you can possibly get. It was telling you the bottom was on a wick. It was great. If you followed it, oh my gosh, you made some good money. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. This rally on Bitcoin has moved very quickly. You can see it showing up on the Bollinger Bands too if you want to cross-reference. We have seen the Bollinger Bands and the constriction zones of the Lux Algo indicator and the Bollinger Bands show that we are getting very, very tight. We broke very fast to the upside and that's likely going to result in some kind of slow, sluggish movement over the next couple of days as we start to fight our way through this resistance. It's not just you know, price movement that we got to get through. There's a lot of people selling in this region. There's a lot of people who are going to sell this relief rally up into the mid 30s. And that's going to make it hard to get up to 36, 37, 38 if we get up there at all. We're in the resistance zone of Bollinger Bands. We're in the take profit zone of Lux Algo. We're in the top resistance zone of Lux Algo's um, bands as well. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. On top of that, on the daily chart, just to show you how well Lux Algo did it calling this bottom and then also showing you what it's calling here. The short that Lux Algo told you to enter was um, signaled back over here on the 6th of April and confirmed on the 10th of April. This bottom from the confirmation to the begin to the take profit, as you can see here, the take profit was at 28,364. We actually saw Bitcoin go all the way down to uh, 28,056. So guys, this take profit right here at 28,364 called this bottom nigh perfectly. This bottom right here was intersected by these two wicks. If you had to set an automatic take profit just based off a of Lux Algo without doing anything else, which you should do other things, you should make sure that you're being wise with your investments. You would have gotten a phenomenal bottom. Just take a look at how well this called the bottom we saw a negative 33% drop take a look at that this shows us that yes there could be a bottom coming into play here but also the bulls need to consider this the market is already outside of the Bollinger Bands on the upside because the Bollinger Bands constricted so much at the moment if we turn off Lux Algos we can see the candlesticks a little bit easier we're seeing a we're seeing a spinning top right now which is not very bullish that does not give a lot of faith and confidence to the bulls trying to push us up to 36 37 because if we were seeing the same thing that we saw happen 
Over here in July, we would probably be seeing a grain spending top, if not just a much bigger movement to the upside today anyway. So take a look at what the next couple of days are going to hold as to whether or not we can get up to that 37 region. And on top of that, if we even went up to $40,000, that does not mean that we're in a bull market. In fact, Lux Algo calls that mm -hmm. your stop loss on the short trade. That tells us that if we're actually trying to go into a bull market, we need to go a lot higher than even $40,000, which is where the beginning of the stop loss zone is as dictated by Lux Algo. We would want to be getting up to probably $50,000, breaking this resistance set here on the 29th of March at $48,000. We would, in my opinion, need to get to at least $50,000 and stay above it for a week, if not a month, actually, to confirm that we're anywhere near a bull market. So what's my point here? My point is the bulls do have an argument. And you know what that argument is? It's the same argument that we were making last week. And that is that we're probably going up to $36,000, $38,000. That's what JP Morgan said when they said that they prefer Bitcoin as an alternative investment to real estate. As, as, a, as far as alternative to stocks and bonds, that's what they call them, alternative asset vehicle, alternative investment vehicles. There is an argument to be made that we can go up to $37,000, $38,000. The problem is if we go up there, please don't think that we're going into a bull market. $38,000 is nowhere near enough to confirm a bull market. Am I telling you that we can't make some money on this trade? No, of course we can make some money on this trade, and we believe that we will. Uh, we believe that you can, excuse me. The point is, if we get up to $38,000, don't get too exuberant because remember, everything I showed you on the bullish side is very short term. We're talking about things that are in play for the last week. On the long term, if you'll remember to what we talked about last week as well, this is just the second corrective wave in a one, two, three, four, five bear market Elliott wave movement. We have our primary one, our primary two, our corrective one, our corrective two, and then after the corrective two, we will go through primary three which will likely push the market down to our ultimate price target of, at this point, probably around $22,500 to $23,000. Again, where am I getting that level from? Well, out on the weekly chart, I am getting it from the 200 daily simple moving average, which currently sits at $22,200. If we do go all the way down here, then we're probably going to bottom out at that. By the way, there is an engulfing bullish candlestick on the weekly chart, which we told you last week would probably happen because we just had nine red in a row for the first time in Bitcoin's history. That does not mean that a new rally has started. This is calling very clearly that it's a corrective movement. We could be wrong on that. There is a chance that this is the beginning of a bull market, but it is way, and I'm talking months, too early to call that. So please err on the side of the trend because the trend is your friend until it ends. And right now the trend is bearish. With that said, I do want to mention Cardano a little bit. Cardano's in the exact same boat. We're having a corrective rally. Does not mean we're in a bull market, but it is exciting. We see Cardano rally 50% in just three days. Bitcoin rallying 12% in three days is exciting as well. Cardano rallying 50% here shows us the exuberant that we have Bitcoin uh, that we have in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And when the bull market does kick back off, then we are going to be seeing a lot of that exuberance drive that rally back up to an all-time high and beyond. But that's probably going to take yeah. at least six to 12 months to get to. You know what's really cool about Cardano? So, uh, you know, I've been trading Cardano and here's, this is something you guys need to look at. And again, volume is a very tricky thing. That's why we in Club DeFi, we talk about volume a good amount and I'm going to be creating even more videos to go into details of how you use volume. But let me go ahead and show you guys. Oh, uh, I mean, that's 50 minute chart. We're coming back down, reload here for another rally but look at this also we have been in this just like bitcoin we had been in this little green trading uh you know trading 
what am I, channel here for a little bit. We broke bearish. This was that trick. That was that fake out that a lot of people fell for. Uh, we came down pretty darn close to that red level of support. Bounce back up. Watch what we're doing right now and look at the significance of this volume right here. This volume came into effect when? When we broke this green level of resistance. Why is that significant? Because this is the confirmation that there is a lot of trading volume going on up here. There's a lot of confirmation. We're coming back down to test it right now. We might have already, you know, I think there's a good chance we've still come down a little bit and officially touched this green line. I think that's usually how we work. There's no guarantee on that though, but we are building a lot of volume here as we are reloading for trading. Guess what also happens in two days on Cardano? Uh, that is Basil. the Vasil hard fork actually happening. And guess what? We speculated on this coming into it. Historically, going into hard forks on Cardano, bring a pump and a rally to the market. Sure enough, once again, Cardano has been faithful to that as we've, been, as we've had this massive rally here. And I don't think that this rally is over. I don't think we're going back up necessarily over a dollar anytime soon. I think there's a lot, lot of, you know, we get right even right there, we got a lot of resistance sitting around 95 cents. But I do think that there is some great volatility happening in Cardano for some traders. I do think that we're going to have a pump in here in the market. But again, just like we talked about with Bitcoin's chart, expect some kind of movement volatility back and forth in this falling wedge. Same thing with Cardano. If I go out to the daily chart, we're sitting in a, in a it's not even a, it's not a wedge, it's actually a broadening wedge. Expect some volatility as we work ourselves up to this resistance and then we drop back down. Uh, and then, you know, people ask, hey, is 30 still in the cards? Absolutely 30 still in the cards with this broadening wedge. Not a guarantee. I do think there's a lot of Pumpamentals. There's a lot of things happening with Cardano. It's been underextended now for a long, 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 long time. But keep your eyes on that. There is some good hope that we're going to be going up here over the next couple of days, uh, so you can make some money there. Absolutely. And by the way, guys, a lot of people are asking about Lux Algo. It is a full service technical indicator package, and if you want to get it, use coupon code Jeb J E B B with the link in the description box down below. Everything you need to know to actually use it is on their website. They have some phenomenal training resources over there, so make sure to check out. Lux Algo. It is uh, uh, it is able to be used on TradingView um, for everything, not just cryptocurrency. So make sure to check it out. Link is down below. Do we have any super chats to run through, Tim? Yeah, we definitely do. I'm going to make sure. Yeah, I, I see two here. Uh, one of them is actually a really good question that I have an answer to. I didn't know I was going to have an answer to it, but Kelly texted me this morning in preparation. He goes, I guess he just knew this person was going to ask this question. But the first one, Silver Ciphers. Silver Cipher. Surfer. So that Y, there's an R afterwards. My thing is just really small. Silver Surfer said, great intro, really pumping. I think he's talking about, Whoa, about the go. intro, the price. I don't know. You know, the price isn't pumping at the moment. It's kind of moving sideways. But uh, yeah, no, great intro created by definitely not high Zach. Definitely not high Zach, who is definitely not high. Yeah. Uh, all right. He's definitely a, drinking coffee right now, though. I saw him making it. Here's the question. Terrace B, or Terrace B, I don't know which one that one's pronounced as, said, hey guys, update on ADAX, question mark. So, we do have an update on, on ADAX, actually. So, Kelly texted me this morning. I'm going to read the text. He said, in case anybody asks, you want to mention it since we told our community about ADAX. Uh, they have their V2 public testnet being released today. Woo. Complete redesign of ADAX. Also includes the liquidity pools, which will drive the TVL and looks like a massive improvement overall. So as much as, you know, ADAX has been down and people have been asking questions, they are still building some stuff. And it sounds like today is a big day. So keep your eyes on, on what's happening over there on ADAX uh, for improvements. Good deal. Well, make sure to check out ADAX. I guess it's no, we're not sponsored by them. Just no. so you guys know, we don't take any coin sponsorships, but uh, we do have some holdings in ADAX. So we thought it'd be cool to share it with you. Want to clarify that we never for any reason take coin sponsorships whatsoever.
However, that is a hard and fast rule uh, brought down from our integrity core value. By the yeah. way, guys, we do have a sponsor from one company, and they are Hedge, and we are very excited to let you know about them because Hedge is a payroll conversion solution that allows users to automatically convert their pay, i.e. W2 1099 commission, from fiat to cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin via direct deposit. It eliminates the need for the traditional exchange experience and streamlines the process of pay to crypto in one seamless application. The non-intrusive design enables companies to keep their current process flow and HR service providers with no setup fees. They release custody of assets the same day as payment, as well as the freedom to send them to any wallet. They believe in the decentralized aspect that crypto brings and want to maintain those values by allowing individuals to use their assets as they please. Essentially, what Hedge does is it allows you to set up a bank account that you can send your pay from direct deposit into, automatically converts a portion of it, however much you set, into cryptocurrency, and then automatically sends it to your wallet. So you dollar cost average without ever touching your cryptocurrency, and you don't have to pay all the fees of sending cryptocurrency from your bank account to an exchange and then transacting from the from the currency that you're native to to your exchange currency towards cryptocurrency and then moving it. It automates all of it, re reduces all the fees. They only have one fee. It's all open. They don't have any hidden fees, no secret liquidity issues with the way that they do their margin, none of that. It automates the process of dollar cost averaging and buying cryptocurrency with your pay, no matter what kind of pay it is. It's very, very simple, very, very helpful, and you should definitely check it out. Link is down below. But let's go ahead and jump into our discussion. What's the big idea? I think that's becoming kind of the way we introduce this. What's the big idea of our discussion here? Well, here's the deal, guys. Bitcoin is rallying right now, but this is a dangerous rally. Why is this a dangerous rally? Well, it's a dangerous rally for the same reason that the previous rally on Bitcoin was dangerous. It's dangerous for the same reason that the rally that we saw in late January and early February was dangerous. The rally that extended through March and on into the very beginning of April. The reason it's dangerous is because many people will think that it's the beginning of a bull market when in fact it is not. In fact, we don't believe it is, I should say. The reason that this is a dangerous rally has to do with the way that people read these rallies. On Thursday, we talked about how there was a noted wave of crypto optimism from traditional and cryptocurrency media. We talked about how there were all kinds of positive publications coming out about cryptocurrency. We saw $4.5 billion being raised to invest in cryptocurrency from uh, Andreessen Horowitz. We saw all kinds of big names moving into cryptocurrency. We saw JP Morgan coming out and saying bullish things. We saw Stripe coming out and saying bullish things. We saw the day before that, we saw Jerome Powell and uh, the chair of the CFTC coming out and saying bullish things about Bitcoin being a commodity. A lot of bullish FUD, sorry, FOMO came into the cryptocurrency space. Now it seems that we're starting to see the impacts of that. And now there is a spike on what? Well, you see, there's not really much true fundamental change going on in Bitcoin and crypto at the moment. It's talking short term. There is obviously always long term growth, but as far as short term, there's not a giant launch that's come. There's not a stripe that has announced Bitcoin partnership. That happened last week. That would probably be having an impact last week, not this week. The only real big fundamental development that could be driving this is the Vasil hard fork, but we're not even completely sure about the date of that. Just so you guys know, there's a bit of a mix up going on with the date that this is launching. For example, right here, we're saying that it's expected to be released on the 29th of June, 2022. We have other sources saying it's launching on the second. So there's a little bit of confusion there. The point is Cardano's hard fork of Vasil is going to be big for Cardano. Doubtful that it would cause a quarter trillion dollars to flow back into crypto in just the last three days. Quite doubtful indeed that that would be the cause. So are fundamentals really all that much better than they were a week ago? Is the price finally catching up to everything that happened a week ago? Or is this a premature technical breakout? Because we were under the position, I personally was under the position that Bitcoin would probably have one final leg down to about twenty-six to $27,000. And then from there, we would bounce up 
and start moving to $37,000. Instead, we just didn't have that drop to the downside. We dropped down to $28,000. So I was $1,000 off on my prediction. I did think that it was going to bounce relatively soon, but I was thinking it might happen a week from now, not necessarily right now. You know, the funny thing is there's been $71 million in short liquidations that happened just over the last couple of days. Yesterday at five o'clock in the afternoon, we saw $72 million in liquidations of the shorts. And then the hour before that, we saw $43 million in liquidations for the shorts. So what do we do with this? As I said, guys, this is a welcome rally. We want to see rallies. We want to see volatility. We want to see Bitcoin moving to the upside so that we can see that volatility coming in and we can see the market continue to progress in the right direction. The problem is this is dangerous. Number one, it happened too quickly, in my opinion. We probably should have let this market drop a little bit longer, stay down here a little bit longer, and then go through that corrective wave two movement to the upside. And number two, it's probably a bull trap anyway. So Tim, what yeah. do you think the... Um, what do you make of this? Well, the reason I think it's dangerous, and I don't think the rally's over. I think the t the term dangerous needs to be put here in the sense of the sentiment it's leaving the market. Again, we talked about this a little bit before, and I'm really hoping everyone watching this video, you know, they've been up to date. They've been watching us now for a while. You guys are following the technical analysis. You know how to read the signs. The problem is there's a lot of retail investors out there that see things like this, and then they move on it. They, they end up buying in thinking, oh, Bitcoin's doing so well, and what happens is they get trapped. Trapped. They end up getting to a place where they just have so much confidence that the market's moving forward. And then, of course, the market, you know, goes back down to the downside because that's where it really wanted to go the whole time. And then what's the real danger? Because, you know, as you guys know, if you're in Bitcoin, you have both been in the green and in the red. There's nobody who at no point ever had technically lost some. I mean, I guess, theoretically speaking, somebody out there probably has never been in the red. Most of us, though, have been in the red at some point. That's not, that's not the issue. The issue is how many people get burned because they read the market wrong, get frustrated, and then get out and don't want to play with it anymore. That's the danger that we're in right now. It's not the danger of saying that we're about to you know, fall out and go to zero tomorrow. It's not the danger of saying that you know there's no more rally coming. This is all a fake out. Now we're heading back down to 20,000 tomorrow. This is the saying there are people who are building bad habits and bad principles, and they're reading things wrong. And what they're going to do is not just lose money. They're going to flood themselves out of the space entirely and then it takes you know it's one of those things in, in a company you you talk about it's cheaper to keep a customer than it is to get a new customer and then even more so the expense you have to put in once you have lost a customer to get that customer to come back is massive same thing do you know how hard it is and how much convincing there is that has to go on to get a person who has quit on Bitcoin to come back into the space it's a lot and these are the types of situations that build that number of people this is the situations that make people give up. We've already had a situation where people bought at 69 and now we're down where we are. We've lost those people here probably for a little minute. But this is another one where we will lose more people if, if the education in the space is not being treated correctly and people are just FOMOing in thinking, oh, here comes the bull rally. It's time to make some money. You know, Jeb, we have friends all the time, you know, with the business transactions we have yeah. uh, in C12. They will literally, all they know is swinging in price. Like if the price has been down over the last couple of days, they'll just be like, oh, Tim, how business is rough over there. You know, yeah. And then if, yeah. if Bitcoin has a 10% rally, like, oh, Bitcoin's so good. <laughs> Doing great. It's just like, well, that 
that doesn't tell you anything. Vol- Bitcoin is volatile. It is going to move up and is going to move down. Yeah. The question is, do you know how to read all the different trends and right. the directions of how things are going? And if you know how, even when you're in the red, you have the confidence to know, hey, this is just part of a trend that I can catch at the right spot. But it's it's the inexperienced people that they they lose out and then they give up and they and it takes a long time for them to come back. That's right. And what you guys and, and here's the thing, guys. In two months to the day, I will have been in cryptocurrency for five years which is crazy to me. I feel like I got in the space just a little while ago. I have seen this exact thing play out so many times. It's not even funny. And the reason that I am so confident right now that this is not an actual bull market starting and that this is a bear trap is because when you see a bull market kickoff, you normally are pretty sure that that's what's going on. It's normal. It just kind of makes sense that that's what's going on based on somebody who's been in the market for a long time. So take a look at 2018. In 2018, we saw bull trap after bull trap after bull trap after bull trap and it didn't do anything why because we had not flushed everything out yet we had not had the bears just get absolute just take so much control over the market just yet what we've seen right now is Bitcoin has dropped nowhere near as much as it probably needs to during this bear market. It has dropped 60%. We are expecting that it's going to drop all the way down to 70 to 75% to the downside. Why is that? Well, we talked about that on previous streams, but there's a lot of reasons why we think it's going to have a big drop. And if you think that it's done, I implore you, zoom out. As Tim was talking about, the last three days color everybody's vision of what the next year means. That's not the way to do analysis. It's just not. If you're taking the last three days of price action and extrapolating that a year from now, you need to go back and take Club DeFi because you need to learn about technical analysis because that's not the way to do it. What you need to do is you need to look at the long-term trend if you're looking at the long-term. If you're looking at the short-term trend, then look at the short-term. Don't compare apples to oranges and say, oh, this orange is bad because this apple is good. No. Compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. If we're looking at what's going to happen on this bear market because we have confirmed that we're in a bear market now, then let's look, one, at the current state of the entire bear market, not just the last three days, but let's also look at the previous bear markets. The previous bear markets show us that there are major, major bull traps that happen. Sometimes these rallies might not look big right now in hindsight, but back in the day, these rallies were sometimes 100% tall. This one was 95% to the upside, 52% to the upside. This rally was 46% to the upside. Right now, we are up you know, what, 10% in the last three days and people think the bear market's over? Don't fall for that. Don't get tricked into that. Even if Bitcoin were to rally 50% from where it is right now, up to $44,000, that would look very similar to some of the bull traps that we've seen in previous bear markets. When in doubt, zoom out. Even if you're not in doubt, do yourself a favor and zoom out because maybe you should be in doubt. You need to ask yourself one question right now because whether or not Bitcoin is in a bull trap or not, we need to figure out how do we, why does this matter to us? Here's why this matters. You need to ask yourself, a question. Number one, do you thrive in volatility? Do you? You need to be very real with yourself. That's a principle in cryptocurrency that I need you to understand. You need to be very real with yourself. Do you actually thrive in volatility or do you not? Don't just say, oh, I feel like I I feel like I, I do. I feel like I do well when the markets are volatile. I feel like I don't freak out. I feel like I don't fumble. I feel like I don't FUD. Do you actually thrive in volatility? Do you actually have a track record of making money in volatility? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe investing is your strategy. Maybe dollar cost averaging is your strategy. Maybe that's where you're successful. But do you thrive in volatility like this? You might. Ask yourself that question. Answer yourself that question. How do you know? Well, number one, look at your track record. If you have 1,000 trades and and 700 of them are green, then maybe you do. If you have 1,000 trades and only 200 of them are green, maybe you don't. 
By the way, here's an analogy. Here's an analogy for you. You guys know I like to tie in real world to cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency is just a part of the world, right? It's just, you apply the exact same lessons and methodologies that you are going to use in social exchanges <clears throat> and living in the real world into cryptocurrency. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in an argument? Have you ever been in a debate? Has somebody ever gotten up in your face and started yelling at you? Has somebody ever spit in your face, punched you? Has somebody ever tried you, pushed your buttons so hard that you just... You just what? Did you blow up or did you stay calm? In an argument, do, are you the person who freaks out and loses their mind and loses their marbles? Or are you the person that says, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. Is there anything I can do better? Uh, which person are you? You might think, yeah, but how in the world is this tying into Bitcoin? It's the same thing. Because in the real world, people will try your buttons. In crypto, the market will. If you're in an argument and somebody's tr pushing your buttons, how do you respond? Do you respond calmly? on point say these are the facts i'm going to you know i'm going to i'm i'm going to celebrate with you when you're celebrating i'm going to weep with you when you're weeping i'm going to i'm going to you know i'm going to handle this right and i'm going to be calm and i'm going to be in the right spirit Do, are you that person or are you the person that freaks out that's another question you need to ask yourself because there is a lot of volatility in crypto right now especially during this rally are you the calm one in the room during an argument or not Ask yourself that question because it's probably going to shed light on whether or not you're the calm one when Bitcoin moves to the upside or the downside. And if you are the calm one, then you're going to be much more in a position to weather the storms and make the most out of the volatility. If not, just be honest with yourself. Swing trading this volatility might not be the best idea. Tim, what are some of your you know strategies right now? Yeah. Um, what are you doing to make gains in this market? And what should people consider for themselves? Well, I think the first thing that people need to just make sure they understand is that if you ever have a loss, that is okay. I, I put a tweet out here a couple days ago talking about what good traders' mindsets are. And a good trader, A, they know how to read everything and, and, and they know when to take a loss. They know when they see greater blood coming into the streets and say, you know, I'm going to take the loss right now. I'm going to sell at a loss and I'm going to enter at a lower spot because they're going to try to acquire more supply. The other thing, though, is that sometimes based off how you read the market, you got to make sure you have a good spirit, a good uh, awareness of volatility is you ride it out. You're in that red. There's a lot of bad things happening, but go back to, hey, what is the main trend right now? What is the secondary trend? Am I going to respond simply to a tertiary trend that's a little scary over the next three hours? Or am I going to wait and say, no, I've thought about this. I, I see where the the market's going. I'm going to hold out knowing that markets swing. I'm going to hold my guns and I'm going to move forward. So I was telling them around the table this morning in my, in my trading experience, what I'm finding is I'm actually a pretty decent secondary uh, tr a trend catcher. It's the tertiary trend that gets me sometimes. Sometimes the tertiary trend, which is very volatile, it throws you off. So I've, I've learned very much so to to kind of analyze where I'm at the market and know, hey, is this a time to take a loss and and play the pick up more supply game? Or is this the time to just hold tight? I'm not losing anything that I'm holding. The value of the US dollar might be going down, but the value of what I'm holding compared to the US dollar might be going down. But I'm going to hold and wait for a swing to happen. And you have to address who you are as a person and what your risk is. There is a point where every single person has to ask the question, hey, can I afford to lose any more than this? And, and the more more experienced people, if they know what they're doing with the reading the charts, they will allow that to bleed. Like they will allow themselves at a certain position in a trade to be down 10, 15, 20%, knowing that the market's going to swing back and go to the upside. Some people, they want to be conservative. And this is what I recommend for a lot of people, especially newer traders, be set a hard 2% you know, loss. Like We talk about that in Club DeFi. I'm not going to let myself lose more than 2%. And it sucks. Don't get me wrong. If you're trading with a significant amount of money, let's say 
I'm going to call this significant. This is significant to some people, insignificant to other people. But let's say $10,000 and you lose 2%. That's a that's a weighty, that's like, oh, gosh. That's 200 bucks. Now I have to you know earn this much to make it back up. But if you can change your mindset to, hey, can I always be gaining more supply? Uh, can I always be getting more of whatever I'm trading? Guess what? It makes sense sometimes to sell in the red and then buy down even lower. So the, the biggest thing I would say is make sure your brain is set for volatility and that your strategy is set in place and then also accept that you're going to lose some. In a, in a football game, for example, I grew up playing football. You don't win every single play. I had games where I would run for 400 yards as a running back, but guess what? Not every single one of them was progressive. Sometimes there were plays where I was tackled in the backfield and I lost four or five yards. You don't quit because you're down. You say, all right, what can I learn from that situation? And let me get back up and continue to, to go that way. And if that's not something you're mentally can handle, DCing is the route for you. But if you want to trade and you want to make some good money trading, you got to get to a place where you allow your nerves to stay calm and you say, this is not the end of the market. I'm going to make sure I'm paying attention. What are my main trends? What are my secondary trends? What are my tertiary trends? I'm not going to freak out when everything's going wrong tertiary. I know if it hits this moment, it's bearish or whatever in the secondary. That's when I I take my loss uh, and I say, all right, I'm going to buy an even lower because I can got, buy more. I think you're trading Cardano, you can buy more Cardano. If you're trading Bitcoin, you can buy more Satoshis. If you're trading Ethereum, you can buy more Ether. You got to get yourself in a position where you're thinking rationally. You take emotion out of it. That's one of the reasons I bots, by the way, guys. And when you hear people talk about trading bots, I don't always like bots. I think that humans can do better than bots. But guess what bots do very well that humans do not do is they take emotion completely out of the equation and they set themselves up for success knowing that you're going to lose some and you're going to win some. The goal is to win more than you lose. I think humans, if they train themselves correctly, can be more effective than bots. But sometimes bots are more effective than humans only because humans don't know how to take emotion out of it. And that's, guess what? In a volatile field, emotions are the biggest enemy. So here's the application guys. Number one, if you don't have a track record of thriving and volatility, then you should continue to DCA. What is DCA? Dollar cost average. It is the process of buying a certain amount of an asset on a certain time period, on a certain time interval for an extended period of time. Well, you can do that is with Hedge, for example. You can also do that with Coinbase on recurring purchases. It is a little bit harder with Coinbase. Hedge makes it easier. Check them out. Link it below. But the point is, is that you buy a little bit every single Friday. Friday is the best day. You can do it on Tuesday if you want, but Friday is statistically the cheapest day to buy Bitcoin. Dollar cost average through this if you don't feel like you can thrive in this volatility. Make sure that you are being real with yourself. If you have a track record of thriving on volatility, then great. Go ahead and try. But if you don't, then sure, give it a try, but just be very conservative. Now is not the time for FOMO. This is very unlikely to be a bull market starting. This is almost certainly a bear trap. How are we going to know if it's a bear trap? Well, let's see if it rallies up to $38,000 and then see what it does from there. A decision point on Bitcoin that we're calling for is somewhere around the high. It's a decision point. Are we going to continue up to bull market territory? Probably not. Probably going to pull back, but we'll see. We don't know that for sure. The charts right now are showing that this market is going to go lower at some point in the next six months. This could be the bottom, but most likely this bottom at $26,000, is not the bottom. It looks like we are going to see the market is going to go farther to the downside. Part of the reason that we believe that has to do with the Bitcoin rainbow chart. Take a look at this over here on blockchaincenter.net. The Bitcoin rainbow chart almost perfectly calls the bottom of Bitcoin every single time. It has a bottom called for Bitcoin right now sitting in the twenty uh, to $21,000 region where it's sitting at basically a fire sale. That's where Bitcoin is pulled back down to every single other time it is pulled back to an absolute bottom. That also lines up beautifully on BLX with the 200 weekly simple moving average as you can see right here. Every single time that Bitcoin pulls back into a bear market, let me just go ahead and get rid of the other three indicators here so that you can see more clearly. 
Every time Bitcoin goes back into a bear market, it back tests these levels. As you can see, the last three bear markets, two bear markets and one big uh, pandemic drop, we back tested that. That level is currently sitting at $22,000. So I'm not saying we need to go much lower than where we are now. I think we are close to bottoming. But this way forward of the upside is almost certainly a corrective movement and not the beginning of a new primary trend. So be on the lookout for that. By the way, everything that we were just talking about with the emotions of trading, that is actually taught in Club DeFi over here in the trading courses. Kelly mentioned this in chat. Take a look at this for all of our Club DeFi members. Time management in trading on and off time, it's a very important video. Time mm -hmm. management's a big deal. Man mind your profits, managing emotions in trading, another very important video. You need to figure out your emotions because you and I are both emotional creatures. If you're in Club DeFi, make sure to check out these videos over in Psychology of Trading. They will be very helpful for what we're discussing in today's stream. But Tim, any final thoughts you have before we jump into our yeah. super chats and price predictions are appreciated. I think the, the best thing I can tell people is, you know, I'm thinking when you're when you're facing trading, you need to you need to be aware that the the there are big dogs in play. We call them, you know, we call them the composite man. We call them the institutions, the whales. They understand the trading game a lot better than newer retail investors. And guess what? They have very, very very good grasp of is patience and understanding when to lose and when to win. So did you guys watch, Jeb, did you see that series on Netflix, the Squid Games? I watched the first episode. I, 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 know, I know the general okay, premise, so, though. So you didn't say, Smay, you saw this. I wanted you to saw watch the, it. That shit, yes, right? I love it. All right, do you remember, the, you remember the episode where they had the game Tug of War? Yes. I do. I remember that Do you episode. remember the strategy that the, the, the older man, he, he talked about, it was not only pulling unison, there was a time to almost release the rope yeah. and let the team pull so hard. Yeah. But what was he doing? He was letting them pull so hard that they fell down so they could regain. I, I do think that what we're going through right now, I think people need to understand that I think that is what's happening right now. If you could equate this, what's happening in the market right now is, is a game of tug of war. And guess what the market controllers just did? They just gave the bulls room and are letting the bulls yank. And what's going to happen is, is it's, it's going to bring analogy. some bullish pressure. It's going to bring a bull price. But what's going to happen is as soon as that we get to that peak, we're going to all be all the bulls are going to be on the ground and then the bears are going to grab hold of the rope. They're going to pull us back. So I just want uh, my last point here is I'm not saying this rally is over. I think there is still money to be made. I'm not saying don't FOMO in, meaning don't enter a trade right now. What I'm saying is do not FOMO in thinking I need to put all of my remaining money into this because this is the bottom. I missed the bottom back at 25 and it's time for a bull rally, you will get faked out. The best thing you can do, though, is just continue to keep your mind level. If you're a DCA or continue to DCA, if you're a trader, trade the secondary and main trends that you're seeing. Do not trade based off of tertiary. You're going to get lost almost every single time unless you have years and years and years of experience. Uh, that is my advice to everybody. Do not FOMO in, but also do not FUD out. Read the market the way the whales read it, and you'll do very, very well. That's right. Well, let's go ahead and do some, uh, let's go ahead and do our price predictions, and then we'll read some super chats and wrap it on out. God, I forgot today was Tuesday. Yeah, today is Tuesday. Gosh. Today is not Monday. Today is Tuesday. We got super chats to do. I'm sorry, we got <laughs> price predictions to do. Smay's got his in it. Smay has his? All he right. does. Well, he, so... Jeb, you won last week. I did. So theoretically speaking, you should have first vote. I got vote. the Hodel trophy right now. You've here. seen Smay's? Smay's is already in the document, so yes, right, I know so, what Smay's so is. So if you, technically speaking, Jeb, if you want 30000 you can have it. Hmm. Because Do I you're, override Smay on yeah. his prediction? Hmm. That's a rough one. That's gonna. That's that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty funny. Well, I'm um, being punished for preparing. No. <laughs> yes. We, 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 we talked about this. Prepare. The way we do it is the winner gets to go first. 
Guys the winner prepare. gets to go first, and then we have to choose after them. Gosh, well, I, I feel really like I'm the know. real winner for preparing. I don't know if we're going to ladder up here and have a little drop and then actually rally, or if we're just going to go straight up. That's the question. I'm fine. This is a really hard, hard one. To actually, that's, hard that's fine. Week. You can take my prediction. This is a hard week. Um, I'm going to be conservative. Say 31-5. I'm going to say, ah, no, mm, is it too late? I mean, do you want 31-5? No, I want to change it. Is it too late? Right, no, it. go for it. No one's done anything. 32-5. 32-5. I really hope 31-5 wasn't right. I'm going to feel that's going to that's going to be rough. All right, 32-5. All right, Smay, I'll let you go next. Do you want to hold 30 yeah, or do you want to change? Yeah, 30,000. You want to hold 30? 30,000. 30, I don't know. I've, I've seen you okay, hold gosh. 30. <laughs> I said By the way, guys, we're only 250 likes away from 1,000. Yeah, we got over 2,000 people watching. Yeah, I really no get there. there. Hit the like button. Hey, hey. Yeah, 30, 30, I'm going to say it with a stinky face. 30,000. You're going to eat it. Calm down over there, broski. All right. Uh, I'm telling him what I believe. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is actually really hard, but I do think that we're going to see. I don't I don't know if it's going to be the same degree, but I'm going to go a little bullish. I, you know, I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a strategy game here. I think there's a chance that we hit 34, but because I have to say 500 away from Jeb, I'm going to hedge my bet and say 33,000. So that way I can close it in. Like if we only get to 32,800, I still get that win. That's rough. So, uh, wow. yeah. That's, That's the one advantage of getting to go last. That's what I did last week. Yeah. You got to hedge, I, I, hedge I your snuck, bet. I snuck it. You can hedge at gethedge.io. No, <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> Slid that on in Goodness there. Gracious. Let's read some super chats. Yeah, I think we only have one, at least from what I see. Uh, um, Robert Corey said, would you add on AVAX at this level? Opinions, please. Not personally, and that's nothing against AVAX. I'm just keeping, I would I would personally keep it very, very, very conservative and stick with Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe some Cardano. That's yeah, hard. I, I did just, you know, I'm not, I only, the only DCA I'm doing is, is to Bitcoin. I don't want to add. I actually am probably looking at some of these peaks to be moving some of my altcoin holdings into Bitcoin for the, remainder of this bear market because I just do not like, I don't like where the dominance is going. I mean, Bitcoin is just gaining on everything and it's it's time to kind of consolidate. I definitely am out of all my smaller ones. At one point I had like 15 different coins I had money in. Now I'm down to four. Wow. And I, I'm not going to go completely out. Like I'm going to keep some Ethereum and Cardano just because, but I definitely am not going to be holding a massive amount over there. I just want to be transparent. And people, ultimately, that's not financial advice. You guys do whatever you want to do. I'm telling you, based off of what I am seeing, I want to be as small as possible. And even though I right. do think my Bitcoin holdings are going to go down a little bit, the losses I'll take in my Bitcoin holdings compared to my Ethereum and Cardano are going to, they're going to pale in comparison. So, Right. Absolutely. Let me make sure there's no other super chat. We just have one donated. We had one from Kelly Kellogg. Uh, someone asked if I made money trading why... Uh, why I do not trade as much and write courses now. Well, there is a meaning and a purpose in sending the elevator back down to help raise others. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Kelly loves what he does. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I hope people can appreciate uh, how hard it is to trade and to do everything else that we do. Again, I'm, I'm diving my toes into it. The day trading, I, I always have done like longer term trades, but like the me trying to enter and exit multiple times within a week, that's newer to me. I'm doing it so that I can get myself into your guys' shoes and do a lot more. What I'm learning is theoretically speaking, I, I'm pretty sure I could live off of trading. I'm pretty sure based off how I'm able to read the market, I could live off of it. But when you add that to a normal job experience, that is, it is challenging. Uh, and not that we're more special. Everybody else who watches more than likely has a job of some kind. So it is hard. I'm not going to try to make it easy on you guys. But yeah, the things that Kelly is doing, 
the hours he's working, I am not surprised at all that he's not spending his time doing a bunch of little day trades. Uh, it, it That would be very, very brutal on him. Yeah. So No, he's doing a great job over in Club DeFi, guys. By the way, let's read one final Super Chat, and then we're going to wrap it out here. Elliot Lockdown has said, any update on VeChain? I don't personally have one. Tim, do you? No, I, I don't know anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't follow Elliot. that one as much, and I, I, yeah, I would be I surprised if there was something massive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, Tim, are you still doing office hours today? I asked Shannon that question. I, I think I am. I was planning on doing it, but I have a text. right. Do, Shannon, do I have office hours tonight? No response. So how about great. how about then just um, why not? You know? Yeah, I, I, yeah why I, that not was my it? thought. I was like, I, I don't know why I wouldn't. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be four thirty to five thirty again. <gasps> so, so guys, Do so, so guys, if you don't know what office hours are, it's part of Club DeFi. By the way, there are 28 seats of those 200 left in the closed beta. That 200 seat it, that closes in like 10 hours. If you go over to clubdefi.com, you guys should make sure that you sign up very quickly. There are there are nine hours left here on the website. There's only 32 seats remaining. This was just this just updated. There's only 28 left now. I just looked in the back end while Tim was talking. There's 28 seats left. Make sure you sign up for our limited time open registration for Club DeFi. When you do, you'll be getting access to everything, including office hours right here. You'll be getting access to the psychology of trading. You'll be getting access to all of our technical analysis. You'll be getting access to our office hours. And eventually, you're going to be getting access to our to our you know personal training. So make sure you sign up for Club DeFi. This open beta is only going to be open for another several hours, not even another 24 hours. And you're going to be getting access to all of that. You're going to be getting access to dozens of videos with more videos coming out monthly. You're going to be getting access to Tim and Kelly doing office hours. You're going to get access to our Discord server and a lot, lot more. Those last 28 seats are going to go very quickly. And by the way, everybody who gets in right now will lock in the price $25 a month forever. But if you hold off, I don't think you're ever going to see that price again because we're not going to be launching at that price. There's going to be yeah. an increase in the price from there. So make sure you join Club DeFi right now. Link is in the description box down below. And go talk to me over in the Discord server at CryptoJeb. Go talk to me. I will respond to you. Make sure to check that out. Anywho, any final thoughts before we wrap it out, Tim? Then I think that is about it. Our biggest takeaway of this show, guys, is don't FOMO into local highs. There is a rally going on, but we need to be conservative and we don't want to let ourselves get too emotionally invested in a $2,000 rally. If we were up at $52,000 and we've been up there for a month, okay, yeah, maybe we'd be talking about a bull market. Right now, the bull market is nowhere near. We're still in a bear market, and that may be sad, but we've got to be real. The bear market is in full swing right now, and if there is a rally, it's most likely a bull trap. So be on the lookout for that. Don't get emotionally invested in these rallies. Make sure you're keeping your emotions away from your trading and consider con and continue to dollar cost average as these lows continue uh, to come in. I do still think we're going to see a twenty-two dollars to $23,000 Bitcoin, but guys, that's all we got time for today. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure sure to sign up for Lux Algo and Club DeFi. Both links are in the description box down below. Follow us over on our Instagram and Twitter at CryptoJeb. On TikTok at CryptoJebOfficial. We daily post to all of those platforms. Subscribe to the channel and hit that post notification bell. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Listening to the Coffee Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacD Media.